This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Byrne, your host on Catitude. Well, we're recording September 2020, and yes, we're still in the midst of this global pandemic caused by COVID-19. And how does this affect us as cat parents? Well, my guest today is a very well-known veterinarian, and she's going to give us some great advice on taking your cat to the vet, because these days, it's not the same old vet visit. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Michelle Fern here. You know, what stuff just stinks? Think about your husband's stinky gym bag. Well, if you have a cat like me, you know nothing smells worse than a wet litter box. Luckily, Arm & Hammer has a great solution. New Absorbix cat litter made with desert dry minerals. It absorbs wetness in seconds, taking that wet, stinky odor out of the picture. Go to armandhammer.com slash bounty and get $4 off your box of quick-absorbing Absorbix and have a nice, dry, smell-free day. New Absorbix from Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce my guest today. Welcome, Dr. Natalie Marks. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So for people that don't know you, even though you've been on television, you've been practicing for years, can you give just give us a little background on your, um, I know you're practicing veterinarian right now, on your things you've done? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going into my 20th year of practice. I'm sorry if that gives away my age, <laughs> but um, 20, yeah, 20th year. Oh, I can't believe it. It's flown by. It's been such a joy. Five years in Atlanta, 15 years in Chicago, built and developed a practice with a business partner and recently sold that practice, but I'm still the managing medical director there. I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of consulting and, and educating. I love lecturing and, and teaching both pet parents and also veterinarians about the unique bond that we have with our pets and how we can do the best, especially in this very crazy year we've had. Well, thank you so much for that great background information. I think one of the questions I get a lot from my listening audience and just from friends is that it's so different these days going to the vet. So what do you suggest as far? Well, let's backtrack. Let's talk about first, why do cat pet parents sometimes avoid the vet or delay going to the vet? Well, I think that's a very important question for us to answer because there are several reasons why there's a gap in annual care. A lot of cat owners find that going to the veterinary practice is very, very stressful, usually starting with just trying to get their cat into the cat carrier. I think there's also a lack of understanding about the cost of veterinary care today and even the type of healthcare that cats actually really need. So we really encourage pet parents to get curious about their cat's health and first doing that by understanding what really causes them stress. So I mentioned the cat carrier. I encourage pet parents to make the cat carrier part of their furniture from day one. 
So that makes it a lot more accessible for your cat to get comfortable with the carrier. That means leaving the cat door open to the carrier, putting yummy treats inside, maybe a warm fleece blanket so it's nice and comfy and cozy, using pheromones and things to relax them. So that way, again, it's not a stress trigger every time they look at that cat carrier and it acts as a safe, cozy space. It's almost like you make it, you know, it's fun time. Let's go to the vet. It's almost, it reminds me almost, almost of, you know, when little kids go to the doctor and then they give them a lollipop or maybe that was back in the old days, which (laughs) dates me, but it's a little bit like that, you know, but it makes a lot of sense because then they don't see the, you know, their carrier and think, ah, you know, vet, doctor, you know, shots and whatever, you know. I agree. Yeah. And and the, the key is really starting from the day you bring a cat into your family. So what I always tell parents is the day you bring a cat into your family is the day you bring a cat carrier into your family too, because we want to make sure that cat carrier stays out all the time. The biggest mistake that I see pet parents making at the very beginning is storing that cat carrier in a garage where it's cold or in a closet where they never see it. And then 10 minutes before their exam, they're bringing that cat carrier out and thinking that cat's going to instantly feel comfortable being in there. Um, But we know that they're not going to be. So the more that we can do that, um, the less stress it will cause the next time they're coming to the vet. And so, you know, National Take Your Cat to the Vet Day was on August 22nd, but it's really an annual campaign, hashtag cat to vet. And we're encouraging cat owners to not only schedule regular veterinary visits, and it didn't have to be, of course, August 22nd. We want that to continue year round, but to continuously educate them themselves about cat health and behavior and nutrition and all things cat, because we know, um, and we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, cats are absolutely not small dogs. They're their own unique species, and we really need to appreciate them for who they are. Exactly. And before we talk about, we'll talk a little bit later about some tips and suggestions and so forth for, you know, what the vet visit looks like these days, because it's a different animal now. It's not the same. But let's talk about what you just said. You mentioned cats are not small dogs. I sure learned about that with my first cat many years ago because they hide things from us. That's what I found out. But a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I think you've really hit it on the head there. That's one of the biggest fallacies and misconceptions that a lot of pet parents, especially new pet parents have, is that they adopt a cat thinking that cats are independent and take care of themselves and don't need to seek health care. And just because they're acting, quote unquote, okay, means that they're healthy. But we know cats are incredibly stoic animals. And when they're in pain or not feeling well, their survival mode innately is to hide that. Otherwise, they become prey. So I encourage, especially now in this pandemic where a lot of people are spending much more time at home, it's so important to understand your cat's normal behavior. And when that behavior changes, that is a key indicator that something might be going on. It's so important to see your veterinarian right away. Yes, well said, because in my situation, it was with Dennis. He's the cat I've had the longest, and he was making little sounds, but I wasn't aware. I had dogs before. You know, if they have something wrong, they let you know, pretty much. And plus, you know, you walk them, you see things versus the litter box where you can't always see everything that happens there. And if I hadn't acted when I acted to take him to the vet, there would be no more Dennis. So, you know, some things that happen to them, is this because they're smaller than, or maybe just their anatomy makeup? Is that such that if you sometimes don't act fast enough, the, the cat can really become seriously ill? Well, I, I think it's more that 
most cat parents are not aware of the subtleties that cats are showing us when they don't feel well. And I'll give you a perfect example, grooming. Cats are fastidious groomers, most of them, and they love to bathe themselves. But we we understand and know that cats only groom themselves when they feel good. It's an accessory behavior. So when cats start to not groom as well, or if you're noticing on your cat that it's starting to get matted on its hips and its back, then we know they're not feeling well. And I would tell you that I don't see cats a lot of times early in this stage of a change in behavior. I usually only see them when it's very advanced. But if pet parents now, and maybe, and hopefully this, if this is the only thing you take from this, hopefully this is something that will be helpful. It's so important to watch every day to make sure your cat is grooming. And if they are not grooming, they are not feeling well. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something very serious going on. I certainly don't want to scare pet parents out there. It could be something as quote unquote simple as arthritis. And when I say simple, that's something that we can detect on a physical exam or x-rays and certainly talk about different pain relief strategies to make their life feel better. But that can mean that something else is going on. So check your cat every day and make sure your cat is grooming because if they are not grooming, even though that seems very subtle, that could be a key indicator to us that they don't feel well. That's an excellent tip. And I, I don't think I've ever heard that, but that makes a lot of sense because grooming's in their normal day-to-day. And if they're stopping the normal day-to-day caretaking, then it's time to go, hey, something, you know, keep my eye on the cat or let's make a vet appointment. Speaking of vet appointments, and we'll take a short break and be right back. I'm so excited to hear your opinion because the vet visit these days, they're not the same. We'll talk about that in just a sec. We'll be right back. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have to tell you about Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a gift box for your fur babes that gives you the chance to surprise them with interactive toys, all-natural treats, and a whole bunch more. You know, I just got one for Dennis's birthday, but I made sure to get the larger size because I knew Molly and Charlotte would want in on the action too. Let me tell you, it arrived the day before I planned to give it to him. Dennis actually slept next to it the entire time. In the morning when I went to open it, I noticed all these claw marks on the box. They were trying to break into the goods. What a party once I opened the box for them. They had a blast. You know, whether you have a really cute kitty or an adorable doggy, or maybe some of each roaming your house, you can tailor the box to fit their needs, including any allergies they have or their size. You know, we all need an excuse to spend more quality time with our fur kids. With a subscription starting as low as $15, you and your furry family members will get to unbox some new surprises together, meaning you'll be spending less money, less time shopping, and more time hanging out. And if you're as obsessed with sharing photos of your pets as I am, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. Okay, now Pet Treater is giving us this great offer. 
Go to PetTrader.com and use the coupon code CATTITUDE, that's C-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, and you'll get 50% off the first month of your subscription. That's PetTrader.com, P-E-T-T-R-E-A-T-E-R.com, and get ready for some great party times with your fur babes. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Natalie Marks, and we're talking about what it's like to take your cat to the vet just on a regular basis or, hey, during these times of COVID-19. So, Dr. Marks, I've been to the vet this time, not with cats, but with dogs, and it's very different. What can people expect when they go to the vet? I mean, COVID-19, it's it's September already. We've been dealing with this since, like, February, March. It's unfortunately not going away in a couple months. So what can, and, and we need to take our pets to the vet. If they have, if our cat needs to go to the vet, we need to go to the vet, even if it's regular shots. What can pet parents expect? Well, I think there's a couple steps that we want to talk about to be as successful as possible with these visits. And the first thing is, is getting ready to go to the vet's office. So a couple tips that I want to give pet parents out there. As I mentioned, when you adopt a cat, you adopt a cat carrier. We also encourage from day one that you make time for daily touch with your cat. That could be nail trims, brushing their coat, feeding them, rubbing their ears and their toes. Basically, we're desensitizing your cat to being touched and helping to make those veterinary visits much less stressful. I mentioned pheromones briefly. These are calming compounds that you can get in the form of plugins and sprays and wipes to put in the cat carrier in the car on you. These are things that will help your cat relax and reduce stress on the way. Cats love calm music. They love classical and they love reggae. So if you can play that in appropriate volume to help keep them calm at home and in the car. I spoke with someone not that long ago, I had another guest on the show, and she said that her cats love reggae and jazz. And when I heard reggae, I thought, wow, really? I didn't think that. But yeah. Yeah. So cats actually do love reggae. And a lot of the fear-free studies have reinforced that. So, you know, people have speculated if it's the rhythm or certainly the pace of the music, but we do know that they respond in a peaceful way. Their blood pressure lowers and it certainly will lower yours too if your cat's relaxed on the way. So I think that's very important. And finally, I think it's important to make sure that you're noting in your head before you go some of the things that you've noticed about your cat and what might be different. We talked a lot about noticing normal behavior and that cats are so great at hiding things, but it's really important to be looking and making sure again that you haven't noticed any lack of grooming unexpected weight loss, any increase in thirst or urination, any change in how much your cat is eating or the pattern of eating, or even how they're sleeping or where they're sleeping in the house. If those things are changing, those are really important little details that could mean a lot to your veterinarian. So it's important to come with that information in hand. Those are great tips, great suggestions. So we have, you know, everything planned, you know, been on board with our cat carrier. We have been observing our cat. We made a list of everything so we don't forget. Now we're going to the vet. What is that experience going to be for someone that hasn't gone yet this year and it's during COVID times? Yeah, that's a great question. 
So a couple experiences we can talk about. One would be your your visit at the veterinary office themselves. And then we can certainly shift into telehealth and what's new there too. Okay. So so for the people who are coming to the veterinary office themselves, most are still curbside, which means that you'll check in over the phone and one of the veterinary team will come out to your car, admit your cat for the exam, and then talk to you during the exam, either through phone or video conferencing and go through obviously physical exam history and their recommendations for the visit. A couple things that I think are important to look for. So veterinary offices that are feline focused or cat friendly are going to be doing a couple things differently. They're going to come out and greet you with a pheromone impregnated towel to cover up the cat carrier. And they're going to carry the cat carrier from underneath, not from the handle. That makes it a lot less stressful for cats and certainly a much smoother experience into the hospital itself. When people are able to go back into the lobby of an exam of a veterinary practice, I think it's important to look for one that has a separate cat area. So your cat and you are waiting away from unexpected sights and sounds and smells or even an unexpected visit from a dog that might be there. And we know that cats love to be up high. They love to perch and survey everything going on. Same thing with their carrier. Their carrier should be off the ground, elevated, and again, away from these stressors. Same thing goes in the exam room. In the exam room, we want to make sure that your cat has time to acclimate and climb and that we are making sure that their carrier is off the ground, again, um, both, like I said, in the lobby and also with the exam. Something as simple as the veterinary practice giving a kitten or a young cat a treat creates this really affirmative link and makes the exam room a much friendlier environment. But I would say most importantly, it's very, very important for you to be asking your veterinary team if they're using feline-friendly handling. There's a lot of names that goes by now, low-stress handling, uh, sometimes a reduction of fear, anxiety, and stress, and other kind of kind of key phrases. But most importantly, making sure that there is low-stress handling because that is the key to creating a positive veterinary experience And how that kitten or cat is handled really sets the precedent for the rest of his or her life. So making sure you're asking about that. And again, for those practices that offer video conferencing, you should be able to see that. And that involves using towels and very low restraint, being able to understand cat body language and handle them in a way that allows very uh, limited touch in a very relaxed setting, again, with pheromones, calming music, all the things you did in your car on the way and high reward treats so that kitten, again, has that positive link of the exam room means a friendly space. Now, what if you're a new pet parent and you just, I don't know, you can't bear just your cat at the vet dealing with curbside? I know some vets are allowing you to go inside, but it's limited as far as one per room, and it depends on where you are. But what would you say to, I guess, calm that new pet parent and... Once this is over, what should that new pet parent look for when it's somewhat back to normal in a vet visit and how the veterinarian handles the cat? Yeah, those are great questions. I think for the new pet parent, I would say one, it's very important to calm your fears by doing an interview on the phone with the practice. So asking them, do they use pheromones? Do they use towels? Do they use feline-friendly handling? Do they elevate the cat carriers? A lot of the things I just mentioned, 
you are absolutely welcome to ask the practice if they do those things. Check out their website, check out their social media. You know, you're interviewing for a healthcare provider for your family. And a lot of people will interview their own doctors, right? I interviewed my pediatrician for my children. You have every right to interview veterinarians and their team members. So asking for those things, I think, is is one thing. The second thing would be if you are not allowed into your practice currently, and again, it's very individualized depending on how COVID is around the country right now, one thing that's an option is to start with telehealth. So quarantine, as we've talked about, has made it a lot harder for a lot of people to come to the veterinary office. And a lot of veterinarians are offering virtual appointments now because telehealth is on the rise, both in human and in veterinary medicine. So a couple things about telehealth. Remember, telehealth, unfortunately, is not for every case, right? There's certain things that as a veterinarian, I need to be able to feel or see or listen to on a feline patient of mine, or I may need to get blood work or x-rays. But there are other things that we can use telehealth for, and certainly some of our well visits or even initial rechecks, if you adopted from a shelter and you need an initial recheck or from a rescue group, I think it's important to establish. A lot of times you can also interview your veterinarian through telehealth, right? And you can meet the team. They can sometimes give you a virtual tour around the practice, or you can ask them things that they're doing um, to specifically support the feline-friendly experience. You know, Royal Canin right now is offering all cat owners access to ask.vet. And this is a service that's a veterinary chat service that now you can connect for free to a licensed veterinarian 24-7 from the safety and comfort of your home. And if the veterinarian that you're speaking to believes that your cat should be seen immediately, ask.vet will provide you with the three closest emergency animal hospitals to your location. So I think a lot of people are recognizing that, yes, I love seeing my patients in hospital, and I certainly recommend every feline parent out there to make sure that their cat sees the veterinarian at least once a year. But there are going to be instances where whether it's human health is not up to par or you know, there's other variables that are prohibiting them from seeing the veterinarian. So we do have this alternative now. Ask that vet is a great option provided by Royal Canin, but also your veterinary hospital itself may be providing telehealth services to you. And so as I always encourage my feline pet parents, remember we're all part of your cat's healthcare team. You're my eyes and ears at home, and I'm your eyes and ears in the hospital, and we work together as a team to provide the best care for your cat. So whatever modality is going to work for us, you know, let's take advantage of it at this point. Telehealth, especially during these times, is fantastic. And it's a great way for the vet to observe and, and just make things so much easier during this difficult time, during quarantine and, and everything. But for after quarantine, once we're done with COVID and we're back to somewhat normal, what should you look for as far as behaviors in the veterinarian to see if the veterinarian's a good fit for you. You know, sure. uh, besides the um, tips you gave us before, like how the veterinarian maybe handles your cat or what are some tips to look for? Because eventually this will be over, hopefully, and there'll be people still going to the vet, of course. And it sometimes is hard to choose the right vet. I agree. And, and I think just like in human medicine, some of these traits are very individual to you. And it's important that you find a veterinarian and their team, because again, it's, it's not just the veterinarian you're going to see. It's that entire team in that hospital that you trust, 
and you respect and you feel again as part of the healthcare team. So a couple things that I would ask a veterinarian if I was interviewing them now, and maybe again, it doesn't have to be literally interviewing them, but things that you want to be looking for that would provide a very positive experience, both for the pet parent and also for their cat. One would be feline specific communication. So you want to be looking for a veterinarian who understands, again, cats are not small dogs. So they have educational handouts and they're giving you communication that recognizes feline-specific disease, feline-specific nutrition guidelines, feline-specific behavior, that they're able to help you in looking at what makes a feline-friendly or what we would call an enriched home. You know, how many litter boxes you need per cat. Remember, it's one litter box per cat plus one. Understanding behavior to help you in multi-cat households. Understanding what pheromones can do for a home. Understanding that there's different technology that can be very helpful for felines like ultrasound and endoscopy. You know, again, other types of diagnostic tools that are very helpful in feline disease. So that would be probably my first category I would look for. The second and equally important, I can't make mention enough, is the low stress handling. So understanding from them and and a lot of practices who are feline focused will do demonstrations of this on their social media on Catterday. So check out practices that really feature this. But, you know, we do things where, again, we're using toweling and high reward treats during blood draws, during x-rays, during the physical exam, allowing cats to be examined where they're comfortable. So, you know, if a cat wants to sit on an owner's lap, that's great. I'll do the exam there. If a cat wants to sit in the scale, I'm happy to do it there. If a cat does not want to leave their carrier, I'm happy to examine them there. So again, understanding cat behavior to the point where we recognize what a cat looks like when they're happy. What does their body posture look like when they are happy and relaxed? And what does it look like when they're not? And being able to adapt in the moment if they're not happy to provide different experience, different behaviors, different body positioning, whatever they need to change their body language so that they're happy again. So I think the low stress handling is so important. And then the final thing that I would mention, and I mentioned just briefly though, is the emphasis on feline nutrition. Because I think now more than ever, we're really recognizing as a profession just how important nutrition is from day one, not only just in general health of our cats and certainly kittens and cats and senior cats, but also how important it is therapeutically. So I can't think of a disease process that I treat now with cats where I don't have very specific nutritional guidelines and diets as part of the therapy. So understanding that and working and having the entire team focused on that, I think is incredibly important. And so as a pet parent, if you can look for a a practice, again, that understands cats are not small dogs, so they recognize behavior, they recognize the power and importance of daily good nutrition and the low stress handling, as well as how to communicate that to pet owners through diagnostic technology, as well as social media or website or other forms to educate pet parents so that they feel very up to date and also supported, I think are fabulous traits for veterinary offices. And and again, I want pet parents to recognize and remember you are an integral part of our healthcare team because everything you're seeing at home, again, I need to know to be able to do the best uh, healthcare for your cat. Those are great tips, really fabulous tips. So Dr. Marks, this has been such great information, so informative. Where else can you direct the pet parent that's listening to go for more information? 
Yeah, we really are are so happy to see so many new pet parents and so many multi-cat households today. And so I encourage whether you're a first-time pet parent or you've been a cat family for 50 years, keep staying curious about your cat's health. And you can learn more about cat health and behavior and nutrition, how to take your cat to the vet in a much less stressful way, and all things cat at royalcanin.com forward slash cat health. And you can get involved with a lot more cat parents with hashtag cat to vet. And again, that's the hashtag cat, the number two vet. It's an annual campaign sponsored by Royal Cane. Thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing this wealth of information for pet parents during this, you know, kind of challenging time that we're living in right now. Thank you so much, Dr. Marks. Oh, it's been a joy. Thanks for having me. This show was very informative for all of us cat pet parents, so I'd like to thank Dr. Natalie Marks for coming on Catitude. I'd also like to thank my team, which is Nikki, Charlotte, Dennis, Molly, Sammy, and Jethro. And I'd like to share, this is the first show that I've done since Mr. Z has passed on. So I'd like to thank um, Mr. Z for being with me for almost 15 years. He was my larger dog. I know we're a cat show, but I just want to share. I just have a zoo of animals here, you know, cats and dogs. So Mr. Z, we're thinking about you always. And um, thanks to everyone listening. You can find out more about Mr. Z's passing and just some of the things going on in my cat household at Michelle Fern Pet. And then I'd also like to thank my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guest sound great. Keep listening. We have great stuff coming up on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.